The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Happy Hump Day, everybody! It's Hump Day. I don't know if you guys ever saw that commercial. I'm actually oh, Nicole no. You never saw the commercial with the camel? Whatever. Uh, may, that may be that actually. may be a little bit dated, but whatever. I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. I got Brandon Marshall with me, Corey in the Cut, aka Corey Holmes, and it is Wednesday, and we have a lot to talk about. A crazy day of NBA yesterday. Nuggets go up. 3-2 in their series. 3-2, I mm-hmm. correct? Yes, 3-2. And um, the 76ers take a surprising lead over the Boston Celtics um, that has them their backs against the ropes. It's going to be a little bit interesting. Boston does not look like the Boston Celtics of last year, and a lot of people are looking at them sideways. The Knicks and the Heat play tonight, game five. We're going to win it at home because we're not <laughs> going out like that. And of course, we got some cool Comical. football news to discuss. Comical. But uh, Corey, I'm a, I'm gonna throw it to you. Yeah. Well, like Ashley said, we're gonna <laughs> preview some games. We're gonna react to some games. And the NFL releases their schedule tomorrow at eight Eastern. But they've also, well, we've already known of some, uh, some matchups. So we're gonna talk about that. But yeah, we gotta start with the Suns and Nuggets. So the Suns, they're facing elimination after their Game Five loss to the Nuggets. The Nuggets got it done, 118 to 102. And Jokic, he recorded his 10th career playoff triple-double. With that triple-double, he is now, well, he now has the most triple-doubles of any center in NBA history mm. in the playoffs, right? He passed Wilt Chamberlain, who had nine. Ashley, I'm going to start with you. Do the Suns have a chance to force Game 7? They definitely have a chance. Um, they're going to be at home, which um, is beneficial. Like I said, going into this Nuggets game, um, role players tend to play better at home, and that's exactly what happened in this Game 5 Um loss for them but win for the Nuggets um it's gonna be hard though I think that Kevin Durant really hasn't looked like the KD that we're uh, we're accustomed to seeing um throughout the season and I think that there's a few things in their age is a factor I think also um you know he is coming off of an injury we don't know you know how he may really be feeling you know his game his shot looks a little bit off at times it gets him a while to get going and also it's a new situation he was Mm -hmm. acclimated into the situation after his injury after the trade it was already midway through the season at that point um Devin Booker has looked phenomenal but he just can't do it alone there needs to be more help um and that's where that bench is going to come in and those role players are going to come in whichever way Monty Williams can go ahead and dig deep to make that happen is going to be beneficial to the Nuggets. I mean, I'm sorry, to the Suns to force 
um, a game seven. If not, the Nuggets are more than equipped to go ahead and end this in Phoenix, right. for sure. Two two takeaways for me watching that game, and, and, and Ashley, you obviously know I'm, I'm extremely invested in the Suns advancing because of our conversation around depth, right? Um, I've been getting cooked. Uh, and, and so I really want to see the Suns overcome all these challenges and these problems. Um, talking about Cook, the first takeaway, let Book cook. What I saw watching this game was KD trying to get in the rhythm, and it was disrupting Book really taking over. Like, Book started off on the heater. He's been on the heater. He's been on a phenomenal run. Yeah. And, 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 and it's like, when do you, uh-huh. as also as the guy, the superstar in, in – you know, coming into this, you can say he was the guy. Now it's clear that Booker is the guy. But when do when do you, KD, say, you know what? You you got it. Run with it. And I felt like it was a little disruptive to to um, to Booker really keeping him in in contention and I close. Think, well, I, I think you can do that before you get to your other points. I think you can do that if they had a bench that they could rely on. Like, if you knew those points that you were kind of giving up to let Devin Booker cook mm-hmm. were going to come from elsewhere, yeah, but then you can take that back seat. But they don't have that luxury. DeAndre Ayton's not really playing that well. Chris right. Paul's mm-hmm. out of the rotation. Your starting five is kind I of I know, but it's just, like, it's just like, it's like, it's like, it's like, you, you know how it is in basketball, Ashley. When the guy's hot, he's hot. Let him go. And, and so, like, I just felt like KD was doing what he was supposed to do. He was trying to get in the rhythm, but it, it was disrupting It was disrupting Booker. I mean, for them to, for them the to go down that him, much though. that fast was a problem, and they could never overcome that. Um, they, actually, they fought back. I think it was at the end of the second and maybe in the third uh, to, to get back uh, to tie the game up, but then the, the, the Nuggets just went on a crazy run. The second point, Ashley, and it goes back to KD, we got to say it, he played bad. KD played bad. He didn't play great. No, KD played bad. He was sluggish. We got to say it, Ashley. I I know we we always like to give flowers and show people love. We hold people accountable in a respectable way. But KD played bad. You know what it felt like? Um, There was moments when I used to walk into the stadium and I knew I just didn't have the energy. There was a lot of times where I would send an equipment manager or some type of assistant coach like, yo, go to the concession stand. Go grab me a Snickers. Mm-hmm. I need some type of energy. Like, there were so many times I walked into a the stadium. Snickers was your energy bar? Yeah, because, like, <laughs> yeah, put you on a commercial. peanut What's butter, jelly, know, something. Right? And that's what it felt like. He was dribbling. KD yeah, was right. dribbling the ball <laughs> off his leg. Uh-huh. He was falling, tripling over himself. He was sluggish, and, and and that's not like him. I don't know what's going on. I expect him to play getter, better in the next game. But those are the two takeaways for me. Uh, uh, you gotta let book cook, like just like like, and it's more so KD just like in those moments getting away, and and KD gotta bounce back. I don't expect KD to have two it, bad games. So like that. Is it possible to run it out of gas? Him and like KD and Booker. For, and no, no, exactly. no, no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you uh-huh. talk. Two things though. I think one to your point. Let Devin Booker cook. I yes and no. The thing is, is that what happens is if you don't try to contribute in any capacity, if you don't try to take your open shots, 
a smart defense will start doubling. But book, that's not what he a, was doing, though, bench, Ashley. Which is he was bench, calling for the ball. Right. They was, because he has to contribute. He has I to agree. go ahead and try to help. Because what happens is you start doubling book if you think, if you know, rather, that that's the only player that they have that's going ahead and putting up points consistently, you're going to bring the double team. Because you know KD doesn't have it. You know DeAndre Ayton doesn't have it. You know uh, Shamit's not a guy who's going to give you 20 points a game. He's an eight points per game player. Mm. You have to go ahead. KD has to try. It's not you can't put all the weight you know, on Devin I, Booker. I, I agree with you. Basically, the, let me let me paint the picture this way. It's what LeBron is doing now with the Lakers, right? Like he's there's seventy percent of the time mm-hmm. he's letting the offense go but through. But he has AD. a much better team. He has a much more mm-hmm. complete team. That well, if people, it's interesting that you say that he, though. They're playing better. Well, no, I can't I can't I can't give you that. I you can't have give you that he has the better if, team. If LeBron steps back, let's say LeBron steps back and lets AD cook, right? LeBron's twenty points per game, let's just say that that's the that's the number that right. he's averaging. And it's not, it's higher than that. But his twenty points, he knows if say I can only if I only give you twelve of those. The other points can come from elsewhere, but Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, I feel like, are fully aware that the Nuggets starting five, you watched, did you watch the game? Did you? No, I'm saying, I don't know if you were out or what. Sure, I think, is that the game I called you? you No, that was last night. Oh, yeah, for sure. The starting five of the Denver Nuggets alone is deep. They don't, the the Suns do not have a starting five like that. And then you start incorporating some bench players, which I don't, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me. The bench wasn't, as I feel like important in this game as a starting five was, but KD knows, Devin Booker knows we are at a deficit against this team and we have to go ahead and give you 30 plus. Okay, he right, has right, to take his shots. All right, I, I, the last thing I'll say on this, Ashley, after the third time you dribble the ball off your leg and you know you sluggish, as an athlete, you know like when you just when you just don't have your legs under you. You know when you're just not in so your So you don't group. try to fight through it? Yeah, you do fight through it, but okay. that's to me after the third time you dribble the ball off your leg. Don't uh-huh. call for the don't don't let don't hey, we <laughs> we come up Hey, yeah. I'm right here. Throw me the ball. No, get out the way. You saw what LeBron did. The first play uh, of game four, LeBron and uh, LeBron, what, what did LeBron do? He sat his ass out there, what we say in football terms, by the hash mark, right? Yeah. By the volleyball line. Mm-hmm. He sat out there and let AD, went straight to AD in the post, let AD get him rhythm. That's what you do. And, and, and I just felt like, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a missed opportunity uh, for KD, they didn't have a chance, and, 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 and I am proud Brandon. of them. I am proud of them for fighting. Um, the end of the second quarter, and I believe it was in the third quarter, they dropped. They went down 12-15, and they were able to come back and and tie the game up. They may even took the lead for for a quick second, mm-hmm. and then the Nuggets just turned it on. Jamal Murray, um, you know, and then who, who started off the game hot? Um, Michael your Porter boy, Jr. Michael Porter Jr. But this was, this and then he shots. disappeared. Uh, <laughs> he had the shots that they needed. When we had this conversation, we're, and this is not even to get back into the depth thing. You can this, get in there because I'm not. I'm, is, I'm not conceding to it. This, I, how are you not conceding after because watching I, what happened last because night? All, because when you have, and it's the, I know, I think this is your. You might ask this question next, mm-hmm. but it's like, what does the what does the Suns need to do t- uh, to have a chance for the next game? And to me, a, uh, KD and, and Devin Booker got to be KD and Devin Booker. That's it. So, to me, when you have legendary players, once-in-a-lifetime players, you know, that's what it is. I you hear what you're saying it. about once-in-a-lifetime and, the, and the, the will of an athlete, and I'm not discrediting that. But going back to our initial conversation about depth and, and seeing how this series has unfolded, 
a part of you has to realize that it is unrealistic mm. to ask two people to score 30 plus and play 40 plus minutes a night. Now, the time playing is not necessarily the biggest factor here because everyone's playing a lot of minutes. It's the points that you're requiring of them. When you are going against a team, you watch that game. Michael Porter Jr. started hot. Um, Jokic started hot towards this, the, the, first ha the end of the first half and then really cooked in the second. You had KCP. You had Aaron Gordon. There was a point that the Nuggets were literally running circles around. That is exhausting as a player, so it as two players what, what it, who has to is, hold the weight of an entire team because they don't have anything to counterpunch the punches being thrown in so, their direction. So why doesn't minutes matter then? Because I'm looking across the board and we have this discussion and you guys keep confusing me here. Mm -hmm. It's like if you look across the board, LeBron's doing it and, and, a, and, and AD's doing it. It's uh, not about uh, the minutes. Jimmy Butler's doing it. Even the Nuggets are doing it. So why isn't it's, it about the minutes? It's, it's not about the minutes. It's about the minutes and the productivity that you're requiring of those minutes. If you play, playing 40 minutes a game is what most stars are doing in the That's playoffs. Right. Yes, right. But playing 40 minutes a game and requiring 30 plus points in those 40 minutes every single night is drastically different because if you're playing 40 minutes a game and say you can on one night you're only going to get Ashes, 20 let me ask you this question. or 25 that's so let me ask you this question so let me ask you this question score every single let, time they have the right, ball in their hands maybe we're getting somewhere maybe you can break maybe maybe you can you can get through to me on this depth conversation so you are you telling me and, and help me here joker okay Embiid, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> AD, LeBron James, Steph Curry, like any of the stars that are in, in, in any of the stars, the superstars mm -hmm. that are still in this in, in the postseason right now, are you telling me their coaches are coming into games saying, we're not going to run the offense through you. We don't need you to score 30 points. It's not that we don't need you. What I'm saying is is what you need and what is realistic. And the reason why and the reason why and the reason why I brought that up is because to me, no, I'm expecting Joker, and mm -hmm. I could be wrong here. I'm expecting Joker every night to drop 30. Mm -hmm. I I want, I need Embiid to drop 30 points every night. AD, uh, LeBron James, Steph Curry. Like, I need them to drop 30 every night. So that's what I'm not understanding. We're saying, well, it's not about the minutes, and also but our here, stars here, don't need to drop. Hear what you're saying, though. It's that's, not like, that's, like, that's like telling a wide receiver, like, hey, we're in a, we're, we're in a Super Bowl, <laughs> but we're not going to throw you 10 passes. Right, we're going to go to the other guy. Hear what you're saying, though. You're expecting Jokic to drop 30 points, 30 plus points a night. Right. Your expectation and what the reality of a series is is not always wrong. Is not always the same thing. So what I'm saying, what I mean by that is, yes, you expect Jokic, you expect your star players to give you a certain productivity every single night. I I completely agree with you on that. But the difference is, is when we talk about a deep team and we talk about a team that's not deep, the difference is if Jokic doesn't give you 30, he falls short of that. Say he only they gives, still, you, he gives you 27. He, they can still win. I agree. But on the Suns, the issue is, is if KD and Booker do not give you that, there's a high probability because those points can come from elsewhere that they will lose. Right, and right. that is why they're at a yeah. deficit. I, know what I agree with you, yeah, though. Right. Your stars, you expect certain performances, but you also have to prepare for the fact that they may not be able to give you that every single night, especially in the course of a seven-game series, yeah. and that's why they're in trouble. I, I know what the Suns need to do, right, if they want success, because one thing that's consistent with all of the teams right now that are having success in the playoffs is elite center play, right? Like, you were listing off some of the guys that are doing it for their teams. It's Joel Embiid. 
right? It's Jokic, it's Anthony Davis, and right now I think we're kind of letting uh, De- uh, DeAndre Ayton off the hook. I right? don't like, think so. You, you don't I think don't. so? I think that if he has a big game in Game Six, but what's a big game? That what gives we, them a what chance. Are, what you, what, I want I want at least ten plus rebounds from DeAndre Ayton. He's not even giving me that. I want better defense He's from DeAndre Ayton on the on yeah yeah on Jokic. I need at yeah. least like let me get twenty points. Let me get twenty yeah. points. You're capable of twenty points. I think DeAndre Ayton needs to step up for the Suns if they want to give themselves. What is a he chance. averaging? Can you go through some of his numbers, Corey? It, last game he had fourteen points. The two games before that, he scored under 10 points, and then he scored, I believe, 14 points in game one. Yeah, but I'm not worrying about the points. Talk to me about the rebounds. Oh, rebounds? That, you said I, I, something. Let, you, well, said let's, you want 10, 10 rebounds. Because the reason why I say that he need, is he because needs when to you're going against a back-to-back yeah. MVP and Joker, right, it's clear needs that their the game plan is, yo, do everything you can to make his life a living hell. Mm-hmm. And that's what seems to be I the mean, game plan. I, I know it's, it's hard, but, but he's falling short. He's I'm falling a, short of that. I though. mean. You, you, but, you, but do you understand what I'm saying? I feel like they're going in and saying, we don't really need much from you on, on the on the offensive side. I'm not expecting anything because you got uh, – impossible task on the other end. I need everything out of you to slow this dude down. I mean, that's a terrible game plan considering you don't have the cushion on offense to go ahead and do that. Like, what you do on defense should not dictate what you give me on offense. I'm not asking you to drop 50. I'm not asking you to drop 40. Can you give me 10, 15, 20? Like, you can't go ahead and kind of cut somebody slack because they have an impossible task defensively. It's a two-way game. There's offense and there's defense. What you're doing on the defensive side does not dictate you know, or does not let you off the hook of what I need from you offensively, and he's falling short of that. It's, mm-hmm. it's similar to Jordan Poole, Ashley. Uh, we, we had this conversation when Stack was on Monday, and I think we followed up yesterday, right? It's about, like, the, the younger guys overcoming uh, challenges, overcoming um, adversity, right? Whatever mm-hmm. Jordan Poole... Uh, is going through right. He's he's been affected tremendously in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Aiton, you got to think about Aiton. Um, a couple years ago, when uh, Chris Paul ended up going to the Suns, it was Chris Paul uh, being a facilitator, getting Aiton and Booker in the game, right? And Chris will still do his thing. Now let's fast forward. You have Devin Booker, who's the best player in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. I'm, let me shelve that right now. For the postseason, everybody know that, but like I'll shelve that. We'll come back to that. He's probably the best player in the playoffs right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. But I'm saying I like, say I, can he Jokic. carry that? Can mm-hmm. he carry that to next top, year? You don't think he's top three? Oh, of course, top three. But he's on, the now. best player in the NBA right now. From I just looking at the postseason. The NBA, I'm talking about in the, in the NBA playoffs in the post- right yes, now. I would saying. say it's probably like numbers wise, probably him. Number one, Jokic. Come on, Jimmy Buckets. Probably Jimmy Butler is top three. Jimmy, then Joker's still up here. We know who number one. I'm trying to think. Me, I'm trying to think. I like, got We got to no, look at number I, one. I mean, he's number one. Yeah, Come I would on, say they're Ashley. top. I would say they're top three right now. Come on, this is insane what he's doing. But anyways, <laughs> I'm saying that because now you trade for <clears throat> Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant comes in. Who's going to get the ball, right? KD and Devin Booker, and you had CP3. This guy is trying to find his way. That's what it seems like, right? Like he's not used to. Oh, when I get my opportunity, am I going to be there, right? And that's what you want from your star players. We saw that in the kid from uh, the Lakers. What's his name? What's the kid that, that, that had a big game? Oh, uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth. Lonnie Walker. Mm-hmm. Like, Lonnie Walker is like, I'm sitting here, I'm cold. I get my opportunity, boom, I give you 15. I think, it, I think though some players, that, some players can't do that, Ashley. But I told you this when the series started. When you, oh, met, when you, when you were talking about all you need are these four that's guys. That's right, and I still Kevin Durant, that. Devin Booker. 
I'm gonna give you that superstars. CP3 is an, is aging. But he, he's let's just let's no call, Ashley, call you're wrong. You're wrong again. He's aged. <laughs> he's aged. <laughs> he's aged. Okay, aged. Whatever. Yeah. I was trying to be respectful. Yeah. But in terms, and I of love the, you, CP. In terms of DeAndre oh, Ayton, that's why I asked you. Like, have you watched him play this season? You're expecting him to flip a switch and become a player. He's not. DeAndre Ayton, respectfully, is not the guy that people are all of a sudden all of a sudden expecting him but to be in the playoffs. He's not you know that what? guy. You know what? Yes, that is my expectation. But he's let never tell, been tell, that let guy. Let me tell you. No, no, no. It, it's a challenge for some of these players where it's like where you are a focal point within the scheme of the offense, and then you got to go to I'm just a guy, right? But the expectation is for you to be – what's the kid's name again for the Lakers? Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker. That's what, what I'm expecting. You're a professional. Mm -hmm. I, I hear what you're saying, Ashley, and you're right as far as like, okay, he's not the guy. But, bro, but that, not, he needs to look himself – that guy. I know, but like, he needs to look himself in the mirror – and say, man, I got to be available. All that other bullshit, you get one opportunity. Sometimes as a player, you think that your career is going to last forever. You think that, oh, there's a next year, there's a next year. No, those next years stop, and you don't have those opportunities, and you're going to be sitting here looking like James Harden or Charles mm -hmm. Barkley or even me in football where you never had that, that chance to play on the biggest stage in, in sports, right, whether NBA or NFL. And, and so that's what's going on with for me, when it comes to some guys like the Jordan Pools of the world and the Aitons of the world, like that's a problem. You gotta, you got, you have to fight adversity. And now we're showing that some of these guys can't, and that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, moving on. So Suns Nuggets. We'll see what happens in Game Six. 76ers handle business in Boston. The Celtics are on the brink of elimination thanks to Joel Embiid and the supporting cast. Joel Embiid, he had 33 points. Uh, Maxi, he had 30 points. And James Harden almost had a triple-double. He was two rebounds shy. He had 17 points, eight rebounds, 10 assists. Ashley, mm -hmm. what adjustments do the Celtics need to make to give themselves a chance in Game Six? <clears throat> It'll be on the road. There's a, there's a lot of things wrong with watching that game put a different microscope on this team that I wasn't – I don't think that I noticed – previously um i think that there's a few issues here um I, they need one for starters a true point guard marcus smart's not a point guard mm -hmm. um i don't know if the tandem of brown and tatum can work mm -hmm. at this point yeah. um it just does not seem that it's going to work yeah. um also joe Missoula. I don't know if he's the coach that this team needs. It's not the same as Ime Udoka. Like, yeah. it, that intensity, that continuity is just not there with this team. It's not that same well-oiled machine that we saw last year. It's almost like they're playing as strangers. It, there's no level of um, uh, symmetry between them when they're continuity. on the court. Con yeah, that right. continuity, it's just not there. Yeah. So there's a lot of issues with the Celtics team. I mean, some of those shot selections were horrendous. It's just the lack of adjustments and the abandonment of what they do well to really just live and die by that three ball. There's just so many issues with this team that I don't know if they're capable of winning the two in the row that they need to win this series at mm. this point. Like, I feel like, for me personally, last night's game, they had to win that. You're at home. You right. should win that. Yeah, that was a must-win for them. The fact that they didn't, and it's not even that they lost in a close fashion. They got blown out. <laughs> right. right. Like, it's yeah. not even <laughs> like you lost in overtime, like the last game, and you can say, okay, it was a bad decision not to put the ball in Marcus Smart's hand. 
you got blown out on your home court. I mean, you had fans leaving right. with eight minutes left in the fourth. Right, like, right. I don't know if this team can combat all of the things stacked against them twice to win this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't good. know. Not there's a good. there's a lot. There's a lot yeah. wrong there. Not looking good. What you think, Brandon? Um, listen, I, I hate to sound so like surface level here. Um, and I feel like I've been doing that coming off very surface level over the last week. And I think the reason why is because like I, we, we mindset is important. And sometimes like when we get on television and we're listening to some of our experts, you know, they dive too <coughs> much into the analytics. They dive too much into the, the stats. Right. Um, and, 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 and sometimes we miss Ashley, the will of the player. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the Celtics were clearly the better team all year. I don't, and, and I, so I agree with you. That what what happened? How do you be one of the best teams in the NBA all year? Get to the postseason and play just average? It's no, uh, it's a yeah, it's a collapse. Yeah, it's mm. it's disappointing. Um, but what I would say, I go back to what we talked about yesterday. What we talked about after Game One, the will, their will. They have a, they have a a, a, a bit a, a, a stronger will than the Celtics, and they're clearly the better team. Because you can't go out there and just collapse the way you did and, and get blown out. Not in this moment. Home court too, right? The thing is, is I don't Home think court. that the 76ers are the better team. Then, but the way they played that game, that was beautiful. No, they they, played, they're playing they, better basketball. You know, you know, but you, I want to give you guys flowers because you, you, you and Stack talked about this. Um, Maxi. Remember, mm-hmm. you, I was like, where's Maxi? Mm-hmm. Maxi had 30 points. 30 Maxi points, stood up, off. right? No, he James stay. Harden, he James Harden could stay in that comfortable place of facilitator. Yep. Maxi showed up, right? Yeah, he showed up this game. He showed up. Now, if, if, if he continue this, Ashley, mm-hmm. problem. Problem. It's Big just, problem. it's, it's, like, I don't think that the 76ers are the better team. I think that they're playing better basketball, which is, for me, I feel like, and I don't think Doc Rivers is like this, I don't think he's Greg Popovich. Like, right. let's be, yeah. like, no shade, but he's not like That's true. this, like, um, just larger than life, just incredible. Like, we've seen him do some crazy things. Like, I don't think he's that, like, mastermind of a genius when it comes to being, to coaching. Mm-hmm. Missoula's getting out coached. I don't know if that's an experience. I don't know what the situation is because it's not like he was getting out coach in throughout the season. So for me, it's concerning that you get here and it's a drastic collapse. And I started to see pieces of that in that Atlanta series. Mm. And I don't know how you go from being a top two seed throughout the entire season. At one point, the top seed in the East and all of a sudden abandon everything that has gotten you there. So I don't know if his, if he has an inability to make the proper adjustments. I don't know if it's just that the formula is not working with what's on the court, but I don't know how you combat inexperience because for all of Doc Rivers' shortcomings, he's experienced. And the adjustments that he is making, as little as they may be, some, may, are working. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's and Missoula Ashley, does not seem to have may, the, the, the repertoire to go mm-hmm. ahead and fight back. In maybe this it's not Missoula. Maybe what it's do, the players. You mm-hmm. know, because, and you know this, sometimes like the players take control and they have the power, right? Um, where they're the ones making adjustments. How many times have we seen during timeouts LeBron take the board? You know, you saw that a couple of nights ago. 
PJ Tucker uh, and 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 James Harden controlling what they're going to do. You saw it the other night. Uh, um, well, last night, CP3 actually getting involved, being more vocal and coaching and pulling KD to the side. So maybe it's not Missoula. Maybe it's a guy like Mark. Cause, and I say this because I read the, I read an article after uh, after game two, and Marcus Smart came out talk about being the captain and all the adjustments they made, and it just came off as if he just said, you know, I'm taking control. So sometimes it's not the coach, and sometimes it's the players, and, and, and maybe that's the problem. Mm. I don't think that Yes, sometimes, but I don't know if there's anybody on the Celtics who's going to do a LeBron Ty Lue situation. Smart? I don't. You don't. See, you can't see Smart doing it's, that. It's, they're different players. Like I, I, I don't see. I don't see challenging it. I don't see Marcus Smart be like, no, we're going to run that. I, I don't see yeah, him right. doing mm-hmm. that. Like I can, I can see. But what I'm like, I can I don't see, see them, Jason I can see, Tatum I can, doing nah, that. I don't see Tatum doing that. But I can see Smart in the locker room. And like, no, this shit ain't. Working. I can see him like that, but right. in terms of X's and O's and and him, you know, I, I can't see Marcus yeah, Smart doing first. that. I really believe again, I think it's a multitude of things. The tandem of Tatum and Brown, I think, has reached its end point. It's it's so not you're gonna, so you're gonna blow up the Celtics? I think you have to make a change. I think a in order team. for it to I don't first of all, there's there were reports that he doesn't even want to be there, Jalen Brown. That's right. But Came at this point, it's not working. Oh, maybe you can go to the next. It's not. Listen, we're going to start that agenda sooner rather than later. But <laughs> You'll it's take just him? Nice hell yeah, I would take him. I would pack. I would package up a deal I right now for Jalen Brown. But it's just not working. And there, you, you can't keep getting to the postseason with these two guys who play exceptionally well together in the regular season and keep falling short. Like, right. you have to make a change. You need a true point guard. Marcus Smart is not that guy. But also... It does lie on Missoula. He's getting out coached, and he's getting out coached in ways that he can go ahead, that, and not even the most complex of ways. He doesn't know how to make the proper adjustments. Whatever he did in the regular season, I don't know if it's the bright lights of the playoffs. I don't know if it's the pressure. I don't know what it is, but his adjustments are not there, and this team is suffering because of it. Mm. Shout out to the mm. 76ers, man. Well, that, that leads me into my next question. Is this the year that they make it to the finals? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. <laughs> the Celtics? Answers no, the, the 76ers. Oh. 76ers. Yeah, listen, listen. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't know because I, like per- I think if Miami and Philly face each other, Miami. I feel like Miami takes them. Mm. Really? Yeah. What do you like about what do you like about that obviously matchup for the I heat? obviously I don't think Miami has an answer for Joel Embiid I'm gonna that's I mm-hmm. feel like any Heat fan can admit right, that right, I don't right. think Bam's gonna give Joel Embiid that big of a problem mm-hmm. I don't know though if I would be reliant on I'm more leaning towards the shooting of Miami and the consistency of that offense than I am of the 76ers. I know what Joel Embiid's going to give me. James Harden, I don't always know what he's going to get. And you know James Harden loves himself some Miami. Um, Tyrese Tyrese Maxey, those guys, yes, when they're on, they're hold great. On, hold on, hold but on. I don't know how consistently. I know what Max Actually, Struess see, is going to do. Need, I know what Max Struess is going to give see, me every night, every a, game. That's why you need a PJ Tucker. PJ I, don't, Tucker I, know what, I know what Caleb Martin's going to give me every Yo, game. Like, I know Martin, what those guys. James can Martin I rely on the middle of the playoffs was in Vegas. It wasn't the middle. They had a huge break. It like, don't matter. LeBron goes into what do you call it? Uh, zero dark thirty or what does he call it? <laughs> yeah. LeBron he he say he he say he stopped uh, reading Twitter and doing social media. I think he'd be watching. 
But he going, you got a LeBron James going in zero dark 30. LeBron and James Harden are not the same person. And then James Harden in the middle of the playoffs, this fool in Vegas. Come on, you can't do that. I just think that that, that, that... that was a good point. He might come down here to Miami and lose his mind. <laughs> I think that, I think, I just oh, think man. that... In terms of now, I think Philly's gonna give Miami a hard time defensively because you're not gonna have an answer for Joel Embiid. Like it's it's very hard to stop him. But in terms of points on the board, offensively, I don't think that Philly has enough to combat what Miami has in that regard. Mm. Like we're not talking about a team that has one or two shooters. I mean, you're seeing what they're doing to the Knicks, and the Knicks have. A really, the Knicks have a deep team. Like you can go ahead and make fun of the Knicks all you want, but throughout the season you saw that. Like they have, they have shooters. Now there's right. injuries and things in the situation, but they have them. And you're seeing how Miami is is attacking them from every single corner. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're going to do to Philly? Like who does Philly they're have strappy. that can go yeah. ahead and hey, outshoot Miami? Ashley, you know why the the Heat are so tough? Why? Haslam. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew he was going to bring Haslam. I just don't know. Pay the man. That man want $20 million. Get that man $40 think, million. Who do you think uh, on the 76ers you can rely on enough in the way that you can rely on so many different people on the Miami Heat to go ahead and outscore them? I, I, I agree with you, Ashley. Like, I'm, I'm purely going off of will with the 76ers because you don't know what you're going to get from James Harden. Like, I don't know where this guy's mind's at, right? I do know he wants to win. I can see that in his eyes eyes right but like then you know I don't know what they need from James Harden to be honest with you right like when they needed him to drop 40 he dropped 40 last night we thought you know I think I took the over I thought he was gonna have a huge game probably I think that your question Corey was 30 I took mm-hmm. I took the over you took the under right damn you hot right now did mm-hmm. you take the under on James Harden mm-hmm. damn mm-hmm. you know how much money you'd have made if you <laughs> took like a little, a little quick a bookie, little right? five, you know mean? I'm your bookie yeah. <laughs> you know what why don't we just riot you that's what we gonna do okay you gonna be you create some parlays and we gonna hit we can put like a hundred dollars down might see that's how I get you a hundred dollars <laughs> with the right parlay can bring you in maybe like truthfully two, I think that if Boston were to win this series they would give Miami a harder time than the 76ers would I think Boston has enough offensive power to compete with Miami. It would be, it would, it would be a harder task for Miami than I think the 76ers. Not yeah, defense, the 76ers, defensively, they they would give Miami an issue. They look. Good I just as don't a team. know how they combat the shooting that they have. Look, they look good as a team. Maxi hasn't been consistent. James Harden. Um, I don't even know what consistent is for James Harden. Right, like at this phase of his career. You know, it's like he's a facilitator, but then he can also surprise you and shock you for 40. And then now I don't know if the team are, is looking at him like, hey, do that again, do that again. Or it's just like, hey, we need you to do that again in this moment. So I'm going off a of pure will uh, for the 76ers. They look good the last game. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup if, you know, the, the Heat advance and the 76ers advance. I also think Spolstra will coach circles around Doc Rivers. Like circles, like one hand behind his back, blindfolded, playing Spolter. Call of Duty. Like he's a beast. Like he would coach First circles. He would coach First ballot Hall of Fame. Hell yeah! I've said this before, and my Knicks fans hate me for this, but I tell this story all the time. When I was on radio in Miami doing sports radio. The Miami Heat was the first professional sports team that, like, I really covered. Like, I had a pass. This was during, like, this wasn't during COVID yet, but 
um, I had a pass to, to go to the pressers and, and when COVID started happening, they started doing it virtually. I had a pass to, um, when they were in the bubble to go ahead and do the pressers like that. So they were the first sports team that I ever actually covered, which is why like, I don't hate them like Knicks fans do because mm-hmm. I feel like they also kind of gave me my first opportunity to really cover sports. And I also live here and I have friends on the team. So I've never actually like had that energy towards them, but just being and just like listening to Spolstra talk and just really being somewhat engraved into that media space of the Miami Heat, you ha- you get so much respect for how that team is just dealt with, mm-hmm. like how that team is just managed, like mm-hmm. from top to bottom, like first they class. are a first class organization mm-hmm. all the way from their conditioning to the coaching, but Spolstra specifically, like you know covering that team. I gained so much respect for him, not only just like as a coach, but his journey. Like he started logging film is how he got his start. Right, 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 right. But his his mind as a coach is incredible. Like his adjustments, like what he can do in real time is absolutely incredible. And that's no knock to Doc Rivers. Like he has, you know, he's done stuff in this league that, you know, you have to give credit to. But Spolstra is different. And I just feel like if it came down to coach to coach, I would put my money on Eric Spolstra every single time. Every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yep, yep. Eric Spolstra. Well, Shout out to Eric Spolstra. Big right. Spo. Big Spo. Yep, yep, yep. We're going to move on to football, right? So the NFL schedule is set to release tomorrow at 8 Eastern, but we actually already know of a few matchups, right? Like one to start is the Chiefs and the Eagles, right? Rematch the Super Bowl 57. So before I even go into what games, you know, have been released today, because we also have a couple of the international games and whatnot, we know of what the Black Friday matchup is. Who y'all got winning in that rematch of the Super Bowl? Eagles-Chiefs. I'm, obviously, I'm going to say Chiefs. So. Yeah? <laughs> I was right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the storylines, I, I, you know, I'm following, and we'll talk about this, you know, we dive a little deeper into football as the show progress um you know as Patrick Mahomes I want to see you know is he really going to just take over the NFL like Tom Brady did and even Peyton Manning Peyton Manning obviously didn't uh win as many championships but he he was a problem a true problem um the matchup Eagles Chiefs I think the Eagles win Mm. I think the Eagles win. I mean, this team is a. Uh, Brandon just likes to piss me off, but go ahead. <laughs> this team, this team, man, is a. Uh, the team. I would say they're better. I would say they were the better team even going in the Super Bowl when you, across the board, right? They just didn't make. The bigger plays, mm. right? Um, when you look at what they can do running the ball. Uh, you know, obviously through the air, and it's all big play. It's not like they have a lot of sophistication in the pass game on the Eagles. It's literally if you're stacking a box and you, you're giving my guys one-on-one outside, A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. all right, and um, Devontae Smith. And Devontae Smith, it's up, right? And defensively, they brought their guys back. Slay was supposed to get out of there, wanted to get out of there, came back. Defensively, I think, and they had a phenomenal draft. You got the Philadelphia Dogs, right? Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> to, to me, to me, like the the difference, the difference in that game, uh, it, it was just Patrick Mahomes and you know making a few big plays. But for the most part, they contained Patrick Mahomes, you know. Um, but he made the biggest plays when he posed a count. So if they can, 
you know, have a, a, a solid game against Patrick Mahomes and not let him light it up, um, I'm going with the Eagles. All right. So you believe for, in the Super Bowl uh, slump? Huh? That's both sides. Which side, though? Well, usually the slump <clears throat> goes to the winner, doesn't it? Oh, that's it? what it is? Yeah, yeah, usually the winner, they the Super Bowl slump is like the, the, the urban legend that it applies more to the winner. Than well, the I think, no, I don't because Patrick Mahomes, I think Patrick, well, I know Patrick Mahomes is chasing something greater. He's chasing Tom Brady, and he won't say it, but he's chasing Tom Brady. Tom, Patrick Mahomes, it's clear that he wants to go down as the greatest football player ever, right? And he's, 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 he's taking a lot of Tom Brady's blueprint. After the Super Bowl, what, the, what does Tom Brady do? Immediately go in a gym, he films it, boom, posts it out there, telling the world and setting the tempo also for his teammates. This is what we on, we on to the next. Literally, the dude went to Disney, and then a week later, he was back. In I think his, his coach is like Charles or something. Um, he's back training. It was phenomenal. Like, this dude is locked in. The biggest question mark is around Travis Kelsey, mm. right? Travis Kelsey, um, there's two <laughs> things, right? Getting older. How long can he keep this up? What is he now, 30? Can you look that up? 31? How old is Travis Kelsey, right? I feel like he's my age. And what year is this for him, right? So you got Travis Kelsey, um, who's getting older. 33. Okay. 33. What year is, what year is this for him? Nine? I'll say that sounds like about nine. I think it's nine. Yeah. I don't That's know if ten. he hit ten yet. I think it's I and, feel and like And then it's the nine. other thing is Oh, it is wow. ten. Oh, what? this is eleven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's the guy that, that makes everything go. So you got yeah. Travis Kelsey who's getting older. And then also when you talk about Super Bowl slump, Ashley, like Travis Kelsey's everywhere right now. And good for him. Like uh, Saturday Night Live, which he was phenomenal on. By the way, did you yeah, watch? I didn't watch it. Was it oh, good? It was good. Like he's he's got a future in Hollywood after right. this is over. He's just funny. Like he's, he's awesome. Yeah. The, the podcast, and I heard they're going to bring. They're going to be doing more this season during the season. Um, you know, so like when you say that, they you know, the, sometimes the you get all up. these opportunities. You get all these opportunities, right? You start like, you know. Taking a little shortcuts on the football side. I think I Jalen Ramsey went through that. Yeah, but I think Travis Kelsey though. I think that he, you know, is like a frat boy during the off season. You'll see him everywhere, parties here, things like that. He's at Vanity Fair. He's doing SNL. He's yeah. in his pod. He's throwing in the Lombardi into the crowd at the draft. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I think mm -hmm. that Travis Kelsey isn't one of the greatest tight ends we've ever seen because he lacks a work ethic. I think that he can flip that switch and right. get in that mode when it's time to get in that mode and only focus on that. I think that there are some players who maybe struggle with that balance. Yep. And it's hard, you know, when you're living and so you know, Travis isn't one. But I don't think Travis Kelsey's that guy. I think come football season, that will be his only focus. And that will be his only focus until February. Right, right. And mm -hmm. then he'll flip the switch again and he's outside, frat boy. Much like Gronk. I think that they share that similarity. Gronk for all the oh things that he, you know, Gronk spike and you see him at, but when it came football season, locked Gronk in. was locked in. Yeah. And then the flip, the switch would flip when it was time to have fun and party. And, but he get right back in that mode. Travis Kelsey, I feel like is that guy also. Mm.
All right. Yeah, well, so I mentioned earlier that the international games were released as well, those matchups. The first one is October 1st. We got the Jags versus the Falcons. That'll be in London, England at Wembley Stadium. Mm -hmm. And then that next week, for the first time in NFL history, a team is going to play again in London, a team in the first matchup. The Jags, they'll face the Bills in that following week. Back-to-back? -back? Yeah, back-to-back -back in London. So the Jags, they'll actually stay in London for that whole week and then play the Bills the following week. Mm. And then um, for the last game in London, we have the Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. That'll be that following week, October 15th, November 5th. Dolphins and Chiefs play in Germany. That's in Frankfurt. And uh, that next week, the Colts will play the Patriots. Which one of those matchups you'd say you'd be looking forward to the most? I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't watch any of those. No? Just because I, the time difference, like, I don't, I can't. I'm not waking up at 9 o'clock yes. in the morning tell you to what. watch football. I'll like, tell you I what, I'm definitely going to watch the Dolphins-Chiefs game, though. So you're more of a, a, a basketball fan than football? No, I love football, no, but I, I, I just, I'm not waking up at 9 o'clock in the morning to watch. And the Cowboys never play yeah. overseas. Like, it's just, Jerry Jones does not do it. What time it. do you wake up? On weekends or weekdays? Weekdays. Uh, Usually, like, 8.30. Really? Mm-hmm. 8.39. I feel like you're a 9.30. No, 8.39 <laughs> depends. Because I have Cooper now. So, like, Cooper is an early bird. He wakes up. He's, like, running around. And it's usually 8.30. As I've, I'll tell you what. As I've gotten older, when I was younger, I was, like, sleep till like, 11, 12, mm -hmm. 1 sometimes. Like, because I'd be up all night. Right. Older, now that I've tried, I've tried to switch my schedule more. So, like, 8.39 is probably the earliest I can wake up unless mm -hmm. I have a flight. I'm not a morning person, mm -hmm. but I've tried to, like, shift my schedule to where I'm, like, a baby morning person, like a yeah. semi-morning. Like, that's as early as I can wake up and, like, function. Mm -hmm. But when, when I, I'm were, not waking up on, on, sat, or on Sunday to Tell us about your routine. Walk us through the first hour of your day. Um, I wake up, wash my face, do my skincare, you know, pee, brush my teeth, all of that. Um, I then like sage, meditate, pray for about like, I want to say like 15, 20 minutes just mm -hmm. to like get my mindset right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll make coffee and then I'll like read a few chapters of my book. And What's then if coffee? it's like coffee, like. Shut up, Brandon. Uh, um, <laughs> then, like, if it's a weekday where we're working, then I'll get on the production right. call. Um, if it's a weekend, then I'll just, you know, I'll be outside. I just, I like to, like, gradually, like, ease into my day. Mm -hmm. I'm not somebody who likes to, like, be frantic. Mm -hmm. um, but that's usually, I have to, I make my bed. Like, that's something I have to do. Mm. Like, have you read the book, uh, Make Your Bed? Yeah, like, if they say if you make your bed, you'll, it, like, sets the tone for the rest of the day, like, right. being productive. So um, I have to do that. But yeah, for me, the two things I always have to do is make my bed and I have to take time to like meditate and like pray and like just be one with God for at least like 15, 20 minutes where I feel like my, my day is not right. Like, That's good. yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. What was the question? That was. No, I, and I was saying like, I can't wake up nine o'clock on a, a Sunday to watch. Mm -hmm. People liked your, and uh, then, and in the chat, and, and, and in the numbers, that people really liked your routine. Oh, thanks, guys. That's, a, that's yeah, good. That and Jerry routine. Jones does not do it. So I think, if I remember correctly... He doesn't do what? He doesn't do England games. Like, he refuses. Oh, I was like, oh, we back to that. Um, we back no, no, to, no, oh, because if I, if okay, I remember go. correctly, like, reading up on the London games... He and doesn't have a choice? No, he does. So, like, what happens is, is, like, you have to forfeit a home game in order to qual in order to go ahead and play a London game or a Germany game. So you have to forfeit a home game. And Jerry's not gonna forfeit a home game. You know how much money he makes on uh, home games in Dallas? That makes sense. So that's how it works. Like Hold on, what? Say that again? So the teams that play in London or they play Germany, I guess now, right, right, right. in order to do that you have to forfeit a home game 
for the season. So he does. So that man. counts as a home game for you. No, but Jerry's like, why would I forfeit a home game in yeah. Jerry's world <laughs> to go play in London that it's not only mostly Cowboy fans when he makes a buttload of money Sundays in Dallas, like he won't do it. Whereas maybe some <laughs> other teams are willing to do it. I don't know what the case expand is, but their fan base. that's Dallas what I expand their issue. fan base. But it's the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, they like have they don't issue. have to do that. So I, that, I don't feel like that made any sense, though. Okay. Am I, I'm, I'm a in order. Leader. What I'm saying, you're saying if in order to not go to London, you have to give up a home in game. In order to play in London, yes. you have to give up a home game. So, like, that's one less. But I feel like less... you didn't have a choice, though. Like, no, I feel like you, I th- you can I deny. That was mandatory. No, I don't believe it's mandatory. Can we get a fact checker for Ashley Nicole Moss? Anybody? JP you, in LA? You ought... I thought there was, yeah, I thought you it was can, mandatory. You volunteer. Like, Thursday, like you, Thursday night's mandatory. But to play the London if games, you, you do not have to do it. You just have to forfeit a home game. So, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, for example, forfeited two home games or one. I hope you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. They said for I hope you're wrong purposes. Right now. I'm not. Well, look it up. I need you to be wrong. I can look it up you're right like, now. You're, you're Devin Booker right I now. I read this in the I'm Athletic. At, this is what I would say. I won't concede to uh, the depth conversation. I won't concede to how I feel about veterans in a locker room. But I will say this: Ashley Nicole Moss is the equivalent to Devin Booker in the playoffs. She's on a heater right now. She's on a historical run. But I hope, okay, that you're wrong on this one because I feel like this is going to be a trickle-down effect for you to... <laughs> no, you... <laughs> Go ahead, you, Boo. I did find something on NBC Sports that says the NFL... We can't hear you. Can we hear you? Can we, can you come, like, walk in, like, we ghetto, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we ghetto. Come, come in the over, cut. They love us. Hop in the cut. Hop in the cut with Corey. Yeah, there Corey. So I saw an NBC yeah, Sports. No, introduce yourself. Tell oh, the people sorry. who you so, are, what you what's do. What's up, y'all? I'm who? I'm kind of out of focus. But um, I'm the fact checker, executive fact checker. Uh, but basically, I found on NBC Sports from 2021 uh, article that said every eight years, the NFL is going to make it mandatory that a NFL team plays overseas. But right. it's every eight years, at least one game. Oh, every eight so, years. Yeah. But in order to do it, you, ha- you lose a home game like at your own stadium. So Jerry is somebody who's like, why would I do that? You know how much money I make on Sundays in Dallas? Like why, it doesn't make any sense for him. There's no monetary gain from him doing that. So that's basically what the whole situation is. So real quick, you know, there's games in London, there's games in, you know, in Germany Germany now. now. Where would you like to see the NFL play games at? You know, they played one in Mexico City as well. I I would love them to go back to Mexico City. And I think if they did that. Why? Um, Jerry would 100% do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He'd be on board for that one. 100%. I was in Mexico recently. Um, you didn't go to Mexico when they when they had the game there. I was the free, the no, no, field no. was trash. I know. Ashley. I'm saying if they can if they can make the proper adjustments. Make them go back. When I was in else? Cabo yeah. and when I was in Tulum, um, you know, you go That's into you sick. go into the the towns like the the towns or whatever, and. Um, there's cowboys gear everywhere mm-hmm. like cowboys homemade blankets i actually got a a, a ceramic hand-painted cowboys um helmet for my dad that i brought back when i was in tulum like oh y'all do the, cowboys fa- the cowboys <laughs> fan base the cowboys fan base the cowboys fan base in mexico is huge i mean you have to think it. texas is y'all right there real fans i think if team. i think that if Trash team. they can make the proper adjustments <laughs> in terms of didn't you play for the jets 
<laughs> the, the Jets, Giants. Don't, don't we got Aaron Rodgers? You play, don't let, we got Aaron Rodgers? Let's not run through. You want to talk about trash teams? I mean, now, but how long did you play for the Jets and they were su- and they sucked? <laughs> how many how many Super Bowls y'all got? Oh, okay, oh, okay. Just making sure I was I, I had my numbers right. Yards that year. How, but how many Super Bowls do you guys have? How many of them? They're always be counters. How many the Lombardis? Expectation, the expectation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the expe- that's what I thought. One. The expectation, okay, the expectation for the Jets is, uh, is, <laughs> is much lower than the Dallas Cowboys. But you know y'all continue to, to walk in. You know every- what we used to say when I was growing up in school? Don't say nothing crazy. We used to have, um, when someone would tell you that they were a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. So growing up in New York, obviously Cowboys fans were, were not the majority. Um, you're either a Giants fan or a Jets fan. Um, but growing up, when someone would tell you that they were a Jets fan, it was kind of the same thing that you would do when they would tell you you were a Mets fan. So Jets <laughs> fan was J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. That was the chance. <laughs> and if someone was a Mets fan, it stood for my entire team sucks. That's what Mets oh, stands man. for. That's what the Yankees fans would used to tell us. What is wrong with <laughs> That's you? That's how we used to bully Mets and Jets fans. One thing York. y'all can do in New York is, is trash talk. What? Like hey, if Because it's Yankees right. town. So if you came up to me and was like, oh, I'm a Mets fan, my entire team sucks. And <laughs> Jets was J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. Listen, I, I told That's this crazy. story before. New York is a totally different uh, uh, animal, right? Where I played in Chicago, um, that's the number two media market or like sports market, I would say. And and then like, you got Dallas is anomaly, right? Mm Because the Cowboys and what Jerry's been able to do uh, for so many years there, there's just a special brand, special team. But like the biggest sports markets, Chicago and New York, right? So boom, I'm in Chicago for three years. Then I get traded to uh, New York, and I'm playing for the Jets. Had a cool little run. Then I asked for my release, right? I'm like, man, getting to the tail end of my career, done everything statistically from it as an individual. Um, it's time for for me to really, really, you know, uh, chase a ring, right? The year before, the Giants went 11 to five. Had a phenomenal defense, top five defense. Here, here are the, the things I was looking for in the organization. St- good ownership, stability in management, and a championship quarterback and good defense, right? The Giants checked the box on all of that and had some because they had Odell Beckham Jr. on the other side. So I'm looking at this situation. I'm like, this is phenomenal. I'm going into like year 11, year 12, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and he can be the guy. He is the guy. And this was like my this was like my secret. Everybody, like, oh, yeah, I'm like, like, yeah, Brandon, how does it gonna feel to be number two? And then da da da. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be great. You know, I'm getting older, blah blah blah. blah. But in my mind, I'm really like, yo, he gotta get doubled. <laughs> he gotta feel that pressure. He the one gonna get the role coverage for the first time in my career. I'm gonna be one on one. I'm actually gonna have a huge year. Right. So this whole time in my head, I'm going into this giant situation like. Yo, I'm about to get off. Like, eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader have a huge year and it didn't happen. So, anyways, six games in. I go down, uh, Odell Odell goes down, Dwayne goes down, uh, and also Sterling Shepard. We all go down with ankle injuries, okay? Ter- terrible season. I'm saying I'll just say this about the New York and how it's different. So during that time, I'm playing with Odell, right? I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the fashion. I'm still not in the fashion like that. Like, I'll go get an outfit for a weekly show or something like that, and I'm learning, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But... I, I, I really don't understand what's happening. They're talking about Supreme. Like, what is Supreme? You didn't know what Supreme was? No, man? I didn't know what Supreme was. So, like, but Odell and them, they wearing that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, boom, I'm driving through Soho, and then I see this long line wrapped around the corner. The Supreme store? I was store? like, what is that? And I look, it's like, oh, that's the Supreme store. Oh, that's oh. what OBJ and them be wearing and what they talking about. Let me go in there and see. I'm on crutches now. So so I jump out, boom, I'm still on crutches. I walk in, like, you know, I try to go to the front of the line. Like, yeah, you know, V. Marshall, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just want to come in real quick just <laughs> to see what, talking. you know what I'm saying? This is what Odell and them be talking about. Like, yeah. want to come and see what's happening. Man, the dude, the bouncer, the security looked at me. He said, mm, you don't get in the back of the line? He said, y'all suck. He oh. said, y'all suck. Oh, that's about right. Ain't no oh, love over man. here. That's about right. Bro, I, I had one crutch in one hand. I was about to slash. <laughs> <laughs> I know this dude ain't just. Bro, brutal. I was like, oh, my goodness. New York is different. Different. Mm. But but here here's the other thing, though. Here's the counter to that. When you winning. They love you. Ooh. They own you. I'll you take that pay, all day. You don't pay for a meal. You yeah, don't, nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. Bro, like, there's so many times, Ashley, where, you know, especially that those, those first couple years there with the Jets. I had to tell people, like, please, can I just play for my meal? I don't want to pay for my steak. They send them bottles of wine, mm-hmm. dope bottles, right? You get so much love. I'm flying on helicopters to practice for damn Uber prices. <laughs> like, seriously, I was, I, was, I, was, I was traveling to practice um, in the helicopter. The owner's like, yo, just pay the fuel. The fuel was $200-something. Dollars. Yeah. That's it. So I was living in Brooklyn, and I was boom, take the chopper from uh, Wall Street downtown. I'll take it over to Morristown. Every single day, I'll be there in 15 minutes, just like Get that. Get to the chopper. So anyways, that's that. <laughs> I don't know why we got it on that. Brandon didn't catch that reference. But now, real quick, before Hold we on, move real, on. Real quick, can we say chopper. this? Can yeah, we yeah, say this? Up? Because we also, you guys can hear us on SiriusXM. So, Faction Talk, all right, Channel 103. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? I'm really enjoying being on, on this channel. 
This channel's so dope. So it's Corey Holmes in the cut, myself, Brandon Marshall, um, and Ashley Nicole Moss. And for you guys that are listening to us on the radio every single day, you can also watch us live on YouTube, right? Everyone, well, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Ashley, what do you think? You, you at one to ten? You a dime? You a nine? You a eight? You a seven? What do you mean? Because I'm just telling the people because they don't see us, right? Oh, like a fifteen. <laughs> 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 well, listen, I get this question a lot in the chat, and I feel like I'm gonna finally, I'm gonna answer it, so I never have to answer again. Everyone always asks me before we move on, Corey, how are you a New Yorker, born and raised, and you're a Cowboys fan? I'm gonna answer this for you guys. <laughs> so all of my sports teams are legacy, mm. meaning. My dad is a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. My grandpa was a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. So I've been a Dallas Cowboy fan since birth. When I was born, January 13th, 1993, my dad said, oh, she's so beautiful, my little baby girl. She's She's going to be a Cowboys fan, a Knicks fan, and a Yankees fan. I did not have a choice of picking any of these teams. There is a photo, and I'm going to try to find it before the end of the show on my phone, of me as a baby. I have to be maybe six months and I have a giant Knicks, a Knicks hat on my head. Mm. I did not have a choice to pick any of these teams. My dad picked them for me. I've been watching these teams since I was a baby. The year that I won the, the year that I was born, we won the Super Bowl. Um, won one since. Actually, we won a 95. Don't come, don't come for me unless I send for you. Thank you very much. So for everyone asking me, how is it that you're a Cowboys fan and you're a born and raised New Yorker? My dad's a born and raised New Yorker. Shout out to Hollis Queens, home of Run DMC, LL Cool J, all those people. He is a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan, and it's a legacy for me. Didn't have a choice, so I'm here. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Pops, you know, a cool dude. Respect you, man. Um... I don't know why you put your daughter in this position. <laughs> and Ashley, you know, I'm not trying to create any problems at home, but I'm going to say this, right? You can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond. It's too to late. It, right? <laughs> like, mean, it's not too late. It's not too late to say, you know what, Knicks? Mm-mm. And mm-mm. then say, you know, I want to be a Grizzly fan. I want no. to go be a Nets fan. It's been 30 years, Brandon. It's too late for me. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's too late for me. No, my kids not. will have the same... Um, no, don't do that. My them. kids will have the same burden to bear. No, you can't let Absolutely. them... Absolutely. What happened to choice? What happened to pro-choice? No. My kids will have the same burden to bear. They Ashley, will be Knicks, that's not fair. They'll be Knicks, Yankees, Cowboys fans. That's just that's just how it will be. That doesn't even And I dare like my that. husband to try to change that. Oh, uh, so yes, that's We can go toe-to-toe to if you want to, baby. Talk to me about that. So you you get married, right? Uh-huh. You get married in two years, all right? Two years, you like went down one actually. Two years you married. It's and not this gonna dude, be two years, but okay, go this ahead. This dude, this dude from, he from L.A. That would never happen, but go right? ahead. Right. So now yeah. he he's a Rams fan. He's a Lakers fan. Absolutely not. He's a Dodgers fan. Absolutely not. Where's the compromise? There is none. Ashley, that's then that when you can when you can go ahead. I'll tell him this. I'll be like, baby, listen. When you can go ahead and harness life for nine months and bring it into this world, you can decide what team they're going to be a fan of. So you. Know, but until then, <laughs> they're Knicks, Yankees, Cowboys fans. <laughs> so listen, hold on, hold on. Listen to this. Then what you need to do, Ashley, because I want to help you out here. Because what I don't want to have happen is two years from now, three years from now. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting down with bro. I'm like, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'll talk to her, bro. Like, <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? I know she can be difficult. She can be tough. What you need to do right now so you, you guys are in a good position and y'all mm-hmm. built to last is write down your non-negotiable. 
And then in your non-negotiables, in the dating process, you need to tell them, like, yo, I know you into the Lakers. I know you into the Dodgers or whatever teams you are. But over here, this is what we rocking with. The only the only time I would sh I would shift gears and I would let them be a fan of both is like if I married someone who played for a specific team and then it's different because then it's like you got to support your dad and then, then when you retire. But like unless that was the case. We ain't jumping ship over here. Can I ask we you a question? We ain't jumping ship over here. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Because you're single, right? Mm-hmm. All right, you're single. All right. Um, Put my business out here. <laughs> what's the profile? What are you looking for? What's the profile? What do you mean? What type of guy? Like, type? I don't... You know what? At this stage in the game, like, physically, I don't know if I have, like, a... I have, like, a very general type. I think when I was younger, I had a very more specific type. Yep. And I think when you get older, you kind of value more of um, character than you do physical things. Mm, that's good. I, I do like a guy who's tall and who's, you know, into health and fitness because I am. Right. So I, I can't, you know, someone who doesn't work out, not athletic. Just, we don't have a We don't have a thing. But for me, it's more important to have somebody who's intelligent, who's um, considerate, you know, who is god-fearing or spiritual like you know i know everyone's not super religious like things like that are important mm -hmm. to me um who's polite you know who comes from a good family things like that i'm not like oh he has to be six seven and make six figures and like i'm not i don't know if i'm on that are y'all old school does he have to get your daddy's approval like sure. you gotta come home how how is that with that process like my dad doesn't think anybody's good enough for me Really? Mm -hmm. Like, how does that happen? It doesn't when, think anybody is so good enough for me. So when the dude come, boom, whatever, meet pops, dude leaves, dad is like, so my would dad, he pull you in a room and be like, let's talk? No, my dad will be super cool, like, in their face. But my dad, <laughs> but I think, but you know what is? I think men have this way of like, and it's been, and it's been proven. Like, men kind of know other men in the sense of like, you can shake a guy's hand and be like, when they leave the room, and then tell your friend, oh, no, nah, he ain't it. Mm. Like, men just ha know that about other men. Mm -hmm. And my dad has, has my dad has told me um, time and time again. I remember my first boyfriend. My first boyfriend ever. My first heartbreak. What's his name? I'm not going to say his name. Screw him. Um, <laughs> my first boyfriend ever in, in high school. He, I met, my dad met him. And he said, you know, they introduced each other, whatever. My dad spoke to him, shook his hand. And he left. My, my dad goes, he's not a good guy. Mm, and yeah. I, I, you know, Off I'm 16 at the time, so I'm like, no, I love him. You don't know anything. He was not a good guy. Like wow. my, like men know other men. So what's your dad's track record right now? Is he? He's undefeated. He's undefeated. Any guy that my dad has not liked has turned out to not be a good guy. Wow. Any guy, like I'll, like we've never dated, but when my dad met Melvin, for example, uh -huh. that Melvin and I never dated. That's one of my best friends. But he was like, Melvin's a good guy. Wow. Um, he is a good guy. Yeah, like he some of my other friends guy. that he has met that yeah. we haven't even dated, he's like, he's a good guy. But like right. every single guy that my dad has said is not a good guy. Yeah. And I've not listened to him. I'm like, no, you don't know anything. I love him. We're going to mm -hmm. get married. Um, it's turned out to not be a good guy. So girls, <laughs> listen to your daddies. They know. They know. Have you, have you told your dad about this other guy that you told me about? Earlier. No. All right, I'm gonna stop putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. Yo, there's nothing to tell. Uh, there's nothing no, that's to good. tell. That's good. <laughs> All right, so let's move on, guys. So you know, we talk a lot about you know players and how much and how they make their money on the field, i.e., Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, who's 
you know, been in the storylines as of late. But uh, sometimes we got to highlight something, you know, that what these players do off the field, right? So yesterday, uninterrupted, highlighted NFL linebacker Jalen Smith, mm. right? Or AKA Smooth. He was one of my uh, teammates at Notre Dame. But uh, he wrote, most recently played for the New York Giants, played or started 11 games for them last year. And the Cowboys, for a little backstory on Jalen Smith, he was drafted by the Cowboys, 35th overall in the 2016 draft. Now, he was a guy who was projected to be like a top five pick in that year's draft. Um, he, he was a guy who won the Buckets Award in the 2015 to 2016 season. Reese. Yeah, yeah, he was he was the real deal. I can you know tell you that from firsthand experience. But um, but yeah, you know he he ended up tearing his ACL and I believe it was the PCL in the bowl game right like in his last career game right Brutal. in the bowl game against Ohio State and he kind of I want to say revolutionized this but kind of was the first one well that gave people the idea like maybe we should sit out for these bowl games right ahead of uh, entering the draft so it was an unfortunate situation but he bounced back um, you know with the Cowboys he recorded 500 tackles nine sacks two picks and like I mentioned last year he played for the Giants but uninterrupted they didn't highlight him yesterday as a player, but they highlighted him as an entrepreneur, right? So shout out to uh, Andrew uh, Petcash, who was the you know original source of of this and detailed you know what Jalen has been managing off the field. So first to start, he opened up a ginger ramen bar on campus at Notre Dame, and as a you know a Golden Domer, I can tell you that is going to do very well at Notre Dame. That is that is one thing that's for sure. But on top of that, right? He also has his own venture capital arm. Mm. So what that means is uh, uh, he and what he actually does as well is um, host annual pitch com competitions for black companies, you know, black owned companies, Latinx owned companies and female founders. And of course, that has led to him investing in uh, you know, a number of different companies, Zertu, Onyx, East, The Cycle, Cohatch, CEV Collection, which is a sunglass company, Nestre, which is a mental strength app, and EOS Worldwide, which is an opera you know, operating like system. So I wanted to ask you though, Brandon, like how do athletes get into entrepreneurship while they're actively playing? I mean, Jalen Smith, he's obviously a great example of this. Can wow. I say when I sent this to Corey, I was like, Brandon will love this yeah. topic. We <laughs> have to talk about no, this. Right. This is right up his alley, former Dallas Cowboy. I was like, we have to discuss this. This right, is yeah. Brandon's like thing. Right, well, <laughs> you know me, John. <laughs> um, well, there's a lot here. <clears throat> and please jump in the chat if anybody has any questions. Um, or any comments, we love to hear from you guys. Um, first off, I, I want to say just uh, big ups to him. You know, he's faced a lot of adversity, yeah. um, and to still be able to be standing, playing ball, and also building his empire is impressive. Not a lot of guys uh, are in position to transition or in position to find that second mountain. There's a dope book out there called you know, your second mountain, right? So a lot of guys play ball or whatever, or a woman could be doing one thing, and then it's like, when that's done, what are you building next if you have an opportunity to build something next, right? Yeah. A lot of guys are struggling. Some of your favorite NBA players, NFL players right now is struggling and struggling big time, and you may not even know it. Um, there's a lot of opportunities, because you talked about his uh, – his, uh, his concept on campus. Yeah. I think that's the, some of the biggest missed opportunities for us as athletes is we're not investing enough on campus. Our names are legendary on some of these campus. So that was the first amazing move that he made. Very bright. I, I, I went back to UCF and I tried to do it, but I didn't have the chops and, mm -hmm. and I just didn't understand it. Um, but I knew if myself, like I got like a 
myself, Dante Culpepper, Santi Samuels, like uh, Mike Sims Walker. I rallied all the troops and was like, yo, like we need to come together, invest in some of these new developments and also uh, create concepts because our names will fill these things up. Um, what do you have to do? <clears throat> First off, don't put the fame before the game. It's key. What we're seeing now with a lot of guys, especially at the high school level, college level, now that they passed the, the nil name image likeness uh, um, bill, where now they can monetize their name image likeness, they're focused on that. The parents are focused on that. Now, what about this kid still developing? What about this kid understanding that you could potentially get the Patrick Mahomes deal of $450 million. You could potentially get uh, the, the Lamar Jackson deal where he's making 50, what is it, $52 million yeah, a year? Yeah, 52, yeah. Right? Like, that's the bag. That's your opportunity. So don't put the fame before the game. What does that mean? I think there's a process. I think there's a life cycle to this. When you make it to the NFL, and, and, and now things are changing because he's, you got athletes that are making $300,000 a month $400,000 a month. Some are making a million dollars a month in college. Mm. Before they even get there, there's kids getting big bags from their collect like collectives from around the country, like the Alabama Collective, the Tennessee Collective. That's where the top entrepreneurs in those, you know, those those schools come together and they're funding these programs. And so the the life cycle for me, the process for me is really first you come in a league. And if you don't know you start exploring. You're focused on your games in the off season. Maybe a couple of your your off days in season, you start asking questions. You shadow, you know, the people in your industry in your space. You may take sit down with them and have a coffee. That's important because you want to learn. You start reading. You start watching documentaries. You may even take a a, a course online, right? When you feel like you are a true pro, and what is a true pro? You have your routine down. You know how to take care of your body, right? You're in a good flow in the recovery. What time are you waking up? You're productive on the field. You're approaching your next deal, right? That's when you start putting together your plan to invest in what you want to invest in. I think this is important, extremely important because there's never going to be a time where an athlete it's going to have millions of people watching them every single Sunday, right? Yeah. Seven months out of six months out of the year. Yeah. Think about that. You got 70,000 people live in stadium, 40,000, 35,000 in the arena if you play basketball. But then there's another three to four million that could be watching you through a broadcast. And then after that, you get more get, get more opportunities to create more impressions. Because if you ball out, guess what happens? You are the one that's sitting there and you have the presser. Not everybody get that opportunity, right? But you could be the one sitting right in front of that backdrop and like, hey, man, we want to talk about how your team, what your team did and how blah, blah, blah. Did you not see um, uh, uh, D'Angelo? Is that his name? D'Angelo Russell for the Lakers. He had his uh, energy drink. He had an energy drink, mm -hmm. right? So, boom. Coco 5 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What is it called? Coco 5, I Cocoa think. Coco 5. I just ran into um, <coughs> the founder of, of, of Coco 5 in, in Boca. Shout out to them, Chicago brother. So, he had Coco 5 sitting here, right here. Boom. And then the, the, the team came, and the team said, what? No, you can't put that up there. There's not a, a team uh, uh, a partner. It's not sponsored by the NBA. Right, right, right. Actually, let me tell you what I did every time I had a press conference. 
Man, they had those Gatorade bottles up there. I move all of that. They not paying me, right? <laughs> but I'll put my products up there. I'll put wh who was sponsoring me. That was an opportunity because there was another 500,000 to a million people that could potentially see that, 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 that clip, that presser. So you have to understand that you'll never have that much visibility. You'll never have that type of platform again. We're blessed on our platform to have... Um, you know, the team that we have, meaning you guys that follow us on social, whether it's Instagram, TikTok or YouTube or YouTube clips. So we're this is anomaly for, you know, you know, us contributors on I am athlete to still be able to have this type of reach. But you most athletes, I would say 97 percent of athletes are never going to get that opportunity. So what are you pitching? What are you selling? What are you building? Right. And so that's why I love what he's doing is because he's starting it now. And about time he's ready to transition, mm -hmm. it's already built. Yeah. Right. Coco five is actually really cool. If you um, look at their um, website, uh, shout out to JP for sending this to me. It lists all of the people who are involved in the company, and you have Devin Booker, who's a majority owner and ambassador. D'Angelo Russell's a partner. Derek Rose is a partner. Um, the Morris brothers are partners. Uh, Jalil Okafor is a strategic partner. You have Michael Wilbon, who's a partner. Charles Barkley is a partner. It's actually really cool. It's all black athletes or yep. former athletes. And um, it's, yep. it's built on, since it's for athletes, it's built with athletes in mind as part of their entire infrastructure of their company, which is actually very cool. So yep. That's awesome. And, 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 and look at all the names you, you, you listed there. Athletes now are investing um, in, into startups. Um, we're seeing guys uh, participate in exits. KD, he's probably made almost a hundred million off the court. I mean, I, I, I speculate. I'm just throwing numbers out. I know he had like one big one, like thirty million dollar exit. Um, LeBron James. You have Steph Curry, the Russell Westbrooks, the Russell Wilsons. There's a lot of guys doing some big things. So I won't be long-winded here. Yes, Ashley. Um, you must have wanted to take a break. You must have wanted to take a break here because when you sent this to no, Corey, I actually, like, you, I, actually I know have Brandon a, can talk 15, no, I actually have a question. No, I also had a question about That's this good. that I wanted to ask. I mean, we, we, we speak about football specifically. Obviously, the NBA is different. The money is different in the NBA. But football, there's only such a small percentage of guys who are making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, or I wonder rather, does that make entrepreneurship more difficult and is that why a lot of the times guys maybe don't invest that money correctly while they're actively playing so that they're set up for life after football because mm -hmm. a lot of the times guys are kind of living not paycheck to paycheck some guys maybe mm -hmm. but they don't have the um disposable income that say yeah. a lamar jackson or cd lamb or dak prescott or those big names yeah. that are making big money have so it makes it more difficult for them. No, how do you combat that? Times are changing, and, 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 and here's how it's changing, right? It's a mindset. Uh, it's a training. Um, you know, it's a philosophy, right? So the, 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 the philosophy around athletes and their money is you're never going to make this money again. Athletes go broke because they invest in the House of Athletes of the world, the I Am Athletes of the world. They invest in barbershops. They invest in restaurants. So, look, take your money and let your money work for you. Mm -hmm. And so when we first got, when I first got in the league, I never forget, Drake Blau was like, yo, what you're looking for is just a 5% return. 
and that is super super conservative we're talking about you know just the markets over the last 10 to 12 years well i gotta take i had a call from morgan stanley yesterday it's like yo it's a volatile market he's got to give you a heads up that your your portfolio may take another hit and we're talking about losing millions of dollars over the last year but but the market, oh, traditionally outside of the this, this this the global economy over the last year and a half, you can easily get a twelve percent return on your money. There's guys that are bringing back twenty two percent, right? Damn. But the more aggressive you are, right? Like, it, it, base, like if if I put my I put my money in the market and I'm like, yo, I ain't gonna touch it. I ain't gonna look at it for 10, 12 years. But you can be aggressive and make more money where you, you can say, like, I'm going a, I'm to a play the stocks like on a weekly basis, daily basis, a monthly basis. So what they're telling us as athletes is be conservative, make your money, and don't do anything with it. Now athletes are making more money, right? Like when I got in the league, like the Jerry Rice of the world, they were making like three, four, five million. Jerry Rice is the GOAT in my eyes, right? I made more money than Jerry Rice. Okay, and now you got receivers that are number twos that's making more money than me and they don't even have half the stats that I had, right? Receivers making 20, 30 million dollars. So mm -hmm. now you do have the disposable income, not everybody. You do have the disposable income to take chances. So what you're seeing is guys diversifying their portfolio by saying, okay, I'm going to be conservative over here. I'm also going to put this over here with life savings. I'm going to go um, put this over here in cash, but then I'm also going to t allocate maybe $100,000 a year some guys may be allocating a million dollars a year to invest in startup and invest in some of these opportunities, right? And so things are changing, and it, and it really is because athletes, we are lazy. We are copycats. It's, we mm -hmm. say it's a copycat league. So you have, like, LeBron James of the world doing this. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry's of the world investing in launching funds and, you know, uh, production companies, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Russell Wilson on football, even – uh, Tom Brady, uh, the the Michael Strahan's, uh, and there's so many other guys that's doing it at a high level. Aaron Rodgers, quietly, he's an owner of the Bucks, part owner, small, yeah. and he's invested in some big things. So I think it's a mindset thing, but it's definitely shifting, Ashley. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys, we're gonna yeah, transition. Y'all, y'all, I can talk about this. No, I need to great. start like great. a whole podcast. <laughs> all right. I put all my money. I did the opposite. I did the opposite mm -hmm. of what my financial advisor said. I retired with no debt. Yeah. Everything paid off. Mom's house paid off. Dad's house paid off. Wife's mom's house paid off. All cars paid off. Moving into a a a a, a, a career where I could potentially make like my vision when I retired was, you know, I was going to leverage TV to push back to like. You know, my nonprofit, when my nonprofit became the for profit, and that's House of Athlete. But I was looking at Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan, this is what I know, right? And it's, it's public, so I'm not just throwing it out there. It's almost, I think it's like $30 million a year. I'm like, yo, within five years, I'll be at 10. You know, and I really work at it and perfect my craft. I could be at 20, you know, in front of the camera. Um, and so, like, my plan was that retire, everything paid off. Uh, uh, no debt and my money that is my money making money not even touching that now I got all this other cash coming in man I did the opposite yeah. <laughs> I missed all my cash <laughs> and I am at the house of athlete oh, Ashley listen to me it's boom or bust 
Boomer bust. If, 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 and then y'all out there, if y'all ain't rocking with us <laughs> and y'all stop following the show, Hell, I'm gonna be asking y'all for 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 a place to stay. I'm be asking y'all for five dollars. Ashley, I might be staying with you. I'm all in. I'm pot committed. My finance advisor is like, what are we doing? Oh my goodness! But I love it though. I wouldn't change it. You know, the only thing for me is like making sure my kids is good. Like I feel like we have an opportunity. I was listening to a clip to TD Jake, so he's on Breakfast Club and he was talking about disruption, right? And he was like, you gotta be willing to break it down and build it back up better, right? And so there's a lot of opportunity for us uh, men, women, especially men and women of co color to participate in spaces that weren't, you know, welcoming to us before. Like even new media, right? Like I love, you know, Draymond. That was last year, Draymond had his podcast and he was doing on that run. I believe he launched it last year, yeah. Right, like going out there and just, he, he's one new media, new media, new media, new media. Yo, like I love that. I support the entrepreneur because um, there's a lot of opportunity for us in media. There's a lot of opportunities for us in, 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 in you know, e-commerce. Um, I mean, across the board. So if you're out there, have a plan, you know, learn, um, know that's going to be hard. You know, some of the greatest companies, the products that you love, you know, they've been around for years, but y'all didn't see the first five, seven years. Y'all didn't see, you know, what they what they went through to build it, right? Like, read the stories and read the books. Yep. yep. All right, guys, we're going to move on and transition to our Factor Foolish segment. So, in this segment, we're going to read these guys a statement. They determine whether it's fact or foolish and have to give their, and they have to give their explanation why. So, to start it off. We were talking about the Chiefs GM, Brett Veach, yesterday. Well, he made a statement about Patrick Mahomes as well. If you guys remember, three years ago, Patrick Mahomes signed a historically large 10-year, $450 million contract. At the time, he was going to be making $45 million per year. And at that time, it was $10 million more than any other quarterback in the league. Well, now, with the latest signing you know, that uh, Lamar Jackson made and Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes is now seventh. We're talking about the you know reigning Super Bowl champion. So Brett Veach said that they do plan on reconstructuring his um, his contract maybe before the season starts. So my question is to you guys: Patrick Mahomes begins the next season as the highest paid quarterback. Fact or foolish? I would say, uh, man. I say foolish. I think if they re if they restructure it. I feel like they're going to restructure it to be more team-friendly, not to give him more money per year. Um, I think that the money that he'll get will either do one of two things. I think that each season maybe he'll gradually make more, yeah. or they'll just stretch out the remainder of his deal. But I don't think that he goes into next season making more money than he was set to make. And I don't think he, was, he goes into – or it could be incentive based, but I don't think he makes more more money than Lamar or Jalen. I think that they're gonna make they're gonna restructure it to be more team friendly, not to give him more money per well, season. I think At least can, this season. I think it could be both. Ashley, we, we, in the past we've seen um, <clears throat> organizations and their franchise players be creative, right? Mm -hmm. So it's more so about the salary cap. And I got to be honest with you guys, I, I haven't really um, peeled back the layers here and did my research to break down where they're at and, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, you know, how is he hitting the cap? Um, but if Patrick Mahomes won a new deal, he can get a new deal and they can make it team friendly. They did it with this deal, right? Like, remember when this uh, deal was announced, 
we were like, whoa, like this dude just hit yeah. for half a billy. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Like no no football player has ever done. We still haven't seen this. Yeah, right. it was insane. We still haven't seen anyone say, uh, boom, 400 million, 500 million. Those are baseball contracts, yeah, right? Right, right. right. I was going to say that. Um, but obviously now in the per year is going up at the quarterback position. So uh, the thing that people loved the most about this deal was the team-friendly approach that they took and I couldn't understand it some of this stuff was over my head but how it allowed them to pay to Tyreek Hill and then they ended up letting him go because he won another deal and then you know Travis Kelsey and a few others so I think there's a way for them to be creative uh, he deserves it um, I say fact yeah I say fact they get it done and they find a creative way to make it you know, beneficial to the team and Patrick Mahomes. And because think about it, Ashley, like nobody was expecting that from the beginning. It was it's almost like what what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts, mm -hmm. right? Like the Eagles came out and said, we ain't playing with him. That's our guy. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I was even thinking that Jalen Hurts fall right around like 45, 46 million. I did not think that he was going to get the biggest bag. I did. <laughs> you did? Because they he saw, was in year, he just finished year three, he was fresh though. Off a Super Bowl. I know, but it's like when you, because the reason why I didn't think that because when you still have time left on your deal, you're usually doing a team friendly yeah. deal. I, I saw it happen. You fresh saw off it? a Super Bowl, they saw what was going on with Lamar and, and the Ravens, and you you got to keep your guy happy, and this was keeping him happy. Now it's you scratch my back, I scratch yours type of situation, and I feel like. They saw the value in, in Jalen Hurts from day one, and they didn't play around with it. And I, I kind of already saw that happening. And that's how I feel about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's just like, yo, this is our guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I so agree. I can see them just saying, you know what? We're, we're going to take care of you. Hell, that might have been the deal. You're gonna be. You always gonna be the top paid quarterback. Mm -hmm. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. That Corey. We we kind of uh, flew through uh, the this. You know, some of the the games that they released because the NFL is releasing. Uh, the schedule tomorrow, like all of the games, yeah, they, they the released some. But like, I, what I was going to say was, I'm into the storylines, and that's one of the storylines for me is Patrick Mahomes. What Patrick Mahomes are we going to get? Right, I feel like he has a moment right now just to go on a crazy run. The dude is special, but I'm also interested in 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 Joe Joey B, Joe Burrow, Joe right? Burr. Like Joe Burrow, like you know, what is this year four for? He's going to year, year four? four. Yeah, year mm -hmm. four. What Same kind of Joe Burrow are you going to get? Obviously, the Jets. Uh, Anthony Richardson. Like, I'm excited to see him in the Colts. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Browns as well. I think the Browns could be a sneaky team. I, I definitely do. But a lot of that is, um, you know, contingent on, you know, Deshaun and what they're doing on the offensive side. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. But we were speaking of quarterbacks, right? Well, we have another quarterback conversation. After the Titans drafted quarterback Will Levis out of Kentucky um, in this year's draft, there's now concern if second-year quarterback Malik Willis might be the odd bought out, you know, when the Tennessee Titans, you know, end up making their cuts. Uh, so I wanted to ask you guys, fact or foolish, Malik Willis doesn't make the Tennessee Titans 53-man wow. roster. That would be nuts because don't mm. – don't all teams have three quarterbacks? No, typically. You know, For the I mean, most part, they have three. Some, you mean some like franchises? Yes. Yeah, you have a you have your quarterback, your backup quarterback, active. and then his backup. You know what I mean? You usually it's usually safe to have three, as we have seen. I believe it was my Dallas Cowboys. Sometimes you gotta dip into the third one because yeah. sometimes your backup gets Facts. hurt. 
So mm-hmm. it would be insane to me t- for them to not have him on the roster. Um, excuse me, I had to sneeze. See, I'm allergic to like unrealistic like things. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and say foolish. Now, Brandon, before you give your take, do you think another team comes in and swoops Malik Willis before the offseason ends? No, I don't see their general manager as a guy that's just going to just like will and deal, just a will and deal. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that makes uh, their their general manager ran uh, special is he can identify talent. And he knows how to help develop talent. And he's one of those guys that uh, approaches it both ways from a mindset standpoint, knows how to say the right thing to a guy. It could be a quick little – uh, uh, a quick little, you know, push. It could be love. Uh, it can be ignoring the guy. He 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 he's special when it comes to that, right? That's why he's in this position. Uh, all I remember from Malik last year, I, I do know he struggled, or and I can't put it all on him. The team struggled when he um, was behind um, um, center. But man, didn't he have a phenomenal preseason? Corey? He had a pretty decent one. No, I thought yeah, that everybody was excited. I thought he was making big plays. He was running like crazy. Yeah, yeah it was, but I wouldn't say overall, top to bottom, it was phenomenal. There were incredible moments. I just were like, re- okay. I, like, I, yeah. I could, I could, I could be off here, but I just remember, I was remember like for me, the conversation being like, yo, could he potentially, t- should they be starting him? over Ryan Tannehill last year. Mm-hmm. I think he flashed athleticism. You know, I think that's really what it was. But we knew him to be an athletic quarterback, right? Right. But that's not what get it done, you know, what gets it done on Sundays. So that's that's where he fell short. And I, I can't remember any splashes he made in the preseason, but I just know that in the regular season when he did get his opportunities, he, he really just didn't step up. So so I'll, I'll go foolish here. I think he makes yeah. the 53-man roster for yeah. sure. Okay, as the third, they, they, you think they keep three quarterbacks, you know, all throughout the season, or do who, you think they put them on the practice squad? Who's the second? Who did they, they draft? They drafted uh, Malik Willis. Oh, in the I mean, second I said Malik round. Will, Will That's Levis. right. Will now Levis. it's coming to yeah. me. I've been asleep behind the wheel yeah. with the. Take uh, <laughs> some of y'all fight fans out there. <laughs> it got heated in the Ryan Garcia and the, uh, Tank Johnson uh, press conference at the end. Uh, the the Tank's uh, promoter looked at um. What's his name? De La Hoya. He said, you've been sleeping behind the wheel for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> you've been sleeping behind the wheel. Um, anyways, man, I, I'll be honest with you. I am nervous for the quarterback. What's his name that they just drafted? Will Levis. Will Levis. Uh-huh. Let me tell you why I'm nervous uh, for Will Levis. I remember I went out to Cali and I, you know, did the whole mm-hmm. 707 thing. And, and, you know, we got a couple sound bites from all the quarterbacks, Josh Allen, you know, Jared Goff, um, Aaron Rodgers. It was a beautiful event. I was able to emcee that with Jordan Palmer. And so I, I all, like a lot of the quarterbacks were there and, and damn near all the quarterbacks that went in, the, you know, the, the first six quarterbacks that went uh, in, in, in this year's draft. And he was one of them. He's too excited to me. Mm. He's too emotional. He's too, he's too, like, he's too raw, raw for me. Mm. Like, talented, yes, can make every throw, absolutely. But what makes really good quarterbacks is literally what's between their, 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 their ears, right? And being able to stay steady. 
you can't be up here when things are are great. Like you can you had your moment, do your fist pump, celebrate with your teams, but then immediately you got to get back to the sideline, calm down, go through the plays. Even if you had a 12 a successful 12 play drive, you got to be able to go over there and see, okay, what happened? What happened? Let me process this. Let's go through all of our third downs. Let's go through red zone. Let's go through situ all the situations that came up, good or bad. And so, like, to me, I just feel like he's a guy that might be just mm. high all the time, mm. right? And, and, which, which means that on the other end of the spectrum, if it gets really tough, he might be low. And, and I'm being honest, man, like, I, and it's just, actually, it's that thing that I do, right? Like, mm -hmm. the will look at an athlete in his eye. It's like that. Josh Allen was out there, too, and Josh Allen had a phenomenal time. He was hype. He was having a good time, throwing stuff, running in there, celebrating with his team. But he was – you saw him, like, just even kill. Aaron Rodgers had some moments out there as well, right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and this kid – and that's where I saw the Atlanta quarterback. That's why I'm like, yeah, yo, I think, I, I think Desmond Ritter. Ritter, Ritter, okay, Ritter. Okay, cool. Help me with, 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 with these names. Yeah. Like, I saw him out there, and I was like, oh, I loved his poise. And to me, the great quarterbacks, man, they know how to process. Yeah. They know how to control all the moments. What are you going to do when, when, you're, when, you're, when you're, your superstar wide receiver is yelling at you, saying, I want the ball, throw me the damn ball? Hmm. What are you going to do when you throw three, four picks? You saw Carson Wentz uh, uh, fold. Right. Yeah. Right? We saw the other quarterback uh, fold, the, 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 uh, not Barkley. Uh, the, the the quarterback the Jets well, look, drafted. Yeah, I, yep. That's and that's who I was going to bring up. I would say the way you were describing him, I immediately think Zach Wilson. Is is that who you were thinking of? No, he's not Zach. Zach doesn't. He's not like a high energy guy for me like that. Like Zach that. is just not, like super cool. That high. Oh. Yeah, Zach is just like super cool to me. It's it's. He act like Gronk. <laughs> really? That's like what that? it is. Actually, <laughs> act like Gronk. That's interesting. <laughs> and then you seen what he did. Uh, uh, um. Was it draft? Was it draft day or or the day of the draft? The dude put uh, mayonnaise on. Oh no! But he, it's not the day of the draft. He drinks. He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. What is oh, that? Come on! I do you trust that. him as your quarterback? <laughs> no. Come on, man. Uh, I don't even try. I don't even trust him to watch my dog. Wait, oh, like, can somebody explain to? Has that? Have you ever seen I've never that seen before? That. Yeah, yeah. He got to explain that one. <laughs> can you? Please? That one was different. That one was different. It's not different. It's freaking disgusting yeah. like Ashley he put mayonnaise in his coffee yeah what are we doing mm -mm. interesting quarterback battle in Tennessee mm -mm. so we'll hold on hold on yeah. can we stay here just a little, you bit, stay longer, here a little bit longer we got we got no, 10 minutes Ashley, to some like, what is, you, do you see, do you follow me Ash because I feel like I might have a breakthrough with Ashley because when we talk about <laughs> willpower and athletes oh, overcoming the this. statistics and the analytics when you just look at athlete in the eye or you see how they move and be like oh I ain't betting with him that's why I put the hundred thousand on Izzy that time. I was Izzy was zero and three. You what? Right, Wu? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was zero and three. Knocked out twice. Knocked out twice by this dude. <laughs> and, and Ashley, I went to him looking at him like that. <laughs> I might have had some shades on. I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to be cute, creating content. He said, "Oh, you think this is a game?" <laughs> he said you I just think, don't he said you think this is a game the man is in the coffee thing just like I feel like right I can't trust you yeah it threw me off like and I I, I think the the premise of it is to like make it creamy what 
Like you know how people put creamer in their coffee, but like there's so many variations. There's though? so many variations of creamer now. Yeah, right. I mean they got Bad decision maker. They got cinnabon creamer now. Like you don't have to resort to mayonnaise, <laughs> my guy. Like yeah, there's yeah, yeah. it's 2023. That we have so many weird. options. There's oat milk, almond milk. <laughs> there's <laughs> International Delight. There's Starbucks. There's right. Chibani. There's so many brands. Right. There's Dunkin' Donuts. There's cinnabon. There's um I mean the list. There's Cold yeah. Stone. The list goes on and on you don't have to do this like you just don't don't. have to do you don't have to do this like it's just i just mm -mm. did i go too hard on him no it's disgusting okay okay good luck bro because he is a nice guy (laughs) but hopefully listen it's almost like what stephen a uh, smith says and Shaq says it and i think they be bsing Mm -mm. oh i'm giving you a message you know how they be getting on players and they're like are you listening? Now, I'm trying I'm to tell you. I'm giving you a message, Will. <laughs> Put, leave the mayonnaise at home. So hopefully like, he hears this. And, and basically what I'm trying to say is this, bro. Like, don't be too high. Don't be too low. And at the quarterback position, there's going to be a lot thrown at mm-mm. you. And you got to be able to manage it all. And so, like, when you get too ramped up, right, that could be a problem. You get too low, that could be a problem. So try to be as even kill as possible. Mm. You'll have some success because you can make all the throws. And – I thought you were smart. I think you're smart. I think that was just one bad decision. Mm-mm. But I think he has the <laughs> IQ that it takes. <laughs> all right. Like I said, we'll see. An interesting quarterback battle in Tennessee. But all right, we're going to go back to the NBA. So for our first one in the NBA, Factor Foolish, 76ers close out the Celtics at home in game six. Foolish. Mm. It goes seven. Going to seven. This is uh, Boston. This Boston's going to Boston's gonna have one of those games that you – Remember the Boston Celtics they can be and give their fan base hope and then Philly's gonna close it out. Ashley. It's going it's going seven. Ashley. It's going seven. Look in look in their eyes. It's going seven. Boston's not going Boston's MB's not eyes. going look at MB's eyes right now. Boston's not going out you like that at all. It's going it's going seven. I'm saying fact here, and I also would like to propose a bet. <laughs> Don't you owe me something? What did, what happened to our last bet? I know you owe me two glasses. I owe you one pair of glasses. Do not two. disrespect me. When are you going? You like these ones that I have on? Those are better than the ones you've been wearing. Oh no! You, I'm. I, I, listen. Don't. I do not want y'all to think the expect the, the expectation is not that I'm wearing glasses every show, because I cannot afford to wear glasses <laughs> every show. I would love to, Ashley. I would love for us to sign a few big deals or something, and then I can invest in some nice glasses. I would actually allocate a, 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 a chunk of budget to that. But anyways, Ashley, you owe me some glasses. I felt like we made another bet. That I won. Was it in the playoffs or something? Please, I know JP tracking this. I know he knows. But there was some bet, and, and so I feel like I hit on that. This bet is, um, let's bet the game tonight. I mean. You got the Celtics. Wait, I got the 76ers. JP, doesn't Brandon owe me like a bag or something for like this uh, Suns Nuggets situation? Like I feel like I'm owed something. <laughs> Mm. I feel like I feel like something is supposed to be coming. That's to me. what I'm saying. I feel like some. I I'll, like I'll double. I'll double check. No, I hit on something. You hit on. No, you know what our bet was? Because you, see, you missed out. You missed out. You. I, it was something yeah. like uh, I would say Brandon is something, and then for me, I said I was going to. No, like, you. Oh, I've actually carry your bags. That or was one bet. There's another bet about the Nugget Suns. Who's tracking these? JP. Bets? JP's tracking it. The Nugget Sun one is where you owe me big if they, the Nuggets win it. Woo, can we get a bet, uh, a tracker? We got a fact checker. Woo, Woo came on the show. If the Nuggets win the series, Brandon owes me a bag. That was the bet because and, and he was hell-bent on the Suns. 
He also owes me you know, a look into not, the. I did not say no bag. Yes, you what did. did. I, say? I said a bag on what? If the if the Nuggets beat the Suns, because you said Fact that the Suns, we have it, 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 it was tracked. We a can bag? Run a bag. Yes, you do. I put a bag on the Suns. You put a bag on the Suns. Mm-hmm. Not then a bag. Not a bag. A handbag bag. I, I, I know what a bag is. Oh, I thought uh, you meant a bag. Dior, uh, no, not. Mo- it wasn't like a Chanel. It was. It, it was. It was, was what? It wasn't like I think it was. What did I say? No, it wasn't a Birkin. It was like an LV or something. It was within a price it's range. Sick. It wasn't. It wasn't Yo, no. Saying, that's way out the price range. It wasn't no Birkin. Was that the bet? That was the bet. That was the oh, bet. Okay. No, that was the bet for the Nuggets Suns. No, the, hold we on. Don't know that. that was the bet for if the Nuggets beat the Suns in the series because you were hell bent on the Suns. The other one that I won was a small bet, and that was just he has to look into the camera and say I was right about about whatever, whatever. That was the small bet. And Yo. I owe you a pair of glasses. Those are the three bets. I don't had. know about this. Uh, it was true. I don't know about you this. You bet bag. a bag. You, Whoa. And I remember. And I'm I remember. Tripping. And I remember the limit. Actually, if it's I think 5K, about 5K? it, no, the limit was like three. I think it was like three thousand or something. Oh, like that, that ain't bad. Yeah, that it, was, bad. it was a light. But bet. I feel like I feel like you can't. That's like you getting a clutch then. You get a clutch. That's a, no, a, a clutch from, a, a from, nice, from Louis. That's you can a, get a nice, cute. No, it's three thousand of anything. It can be like a cute little Prada bag. It's just three thousand is the limit. And right. then mine was seven hundred with your glasses. All right, we won't. I, I need to see this played back for this to be official. But all right, if it is, it, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, if if the Suns lose the Nuggets. All right. So what you want to do? What you want to do for this game? What What are we betting? Just so the game or the, the series? So you got the Celtics. You got the because if the Cel- if the Seventy Sixers win tonight, the series is over. Okay. Right. Well, it's tomorrow, there, tomorrow night, but yeah. Tomorrow night, right? Yeah. If the Sixers win, it's over. It's tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh, so why are we placing a bet now? Let's sit on it. Uh, ask Let's our producer. <laughs> yeah. Why are we doing? No, you why? already took the Celtics. I know, but I'm saying come up with the bet for tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow like, why okay, would I? Uh, yeah. Right. I'm not Y'all gotta come back to see the bet. That was <laughs> really good. All right. Well, <laughs> we, we got our two games tonight next, right? So for our next factor, fuller statement: the Warriors rally and force a game six. They got game fact. Foolish. Tonight. What? What? The no, Warriors? Fact, 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 fact. It's over for it's them. Did you look in their they, eyes? They're home? Did you look in their eyes? They're home? It don't matter. Did you see that they're, de- they're home? They're defeated. They're home. They're done. LeBron they're and the Lakers, that defense is swarming. Fact. It's it, they're home. Steph Curry is. They're like, at the Chase Center. Uh, Steph Curry home. need to go save. They're home. <laughs> He's go save. They're home. I'm f- they're forcing their a seven? No, Ashley. No, no, this is so good. Ashley, I just three LeBron, one Lakers. You see, are they you home? See what the NBA it's three one Lakers, but the Warriors are home. Oh, it's three one. It's oh, three one Lakers. The Warriors are home. This is four games. No way. Listen, Fact. listen, Ashley. Fact. Did you see LeBron and what the NBA posted? That man arrived twenty the hours before go- tip off. The Warriors ain't going out like this at home. He They're came in. The game LeBron, six. this is not what you understand. Here's the will. This mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about. You got to look in their eyes. You got to see how they moving. Mm-mm. That tells a lot. If a player come in, they moping like this and that. Oh, don't bet them. Don't count on them. LeBron came in at 157 into the arena. Fly. All the gear. You know, they do them fashion walks. Boom. At 203, he was getting up buckets. We're mm. not talking about... We're and not, nobody else was in the arena. We're not talking the about the game. The tip-off was at ten. We're not talking about if the Warriors will win the entire series. We're talking about will they force a game six? Absolutely, they're forcing a game six. They're at home. They're not going out like that. Oh they're my not goodness. going out. All like right, that. watch. Y'all going to watch. I'm telling y'all this will. Y'all better start. Y'all better <laughs> stop looking you. at them statistics and, and reading them analytics and look they at the players' they movement. They ain't folding at home like that. They for may real. not win the series, but they're forcing the game six. You mm. tripping? Mm-mm. Oh, and for the one I cannot wait for. 
Fact or foolish, the Heat sent home the Knicks tonight. Hell to the no. <laughs> we ain't going out like that at home. Not in the Mecca. Absolutely not. Not in Madison Square Garden. Oh, ain't no quit man. in New York. Listen, I was raised by two New Yorkers. We don't know how to quit. We don't know how to defeat. <laughs> wow. Y'all ain't washing us at home. Wow. We have too much pride true. for that. I'm not saying we win the series. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying if we gonna lose, we're gonna do it in Miami. We're not doing it in the Mecca. You we're right. not doing it on Seventh Avenue. We're not doing it in that Madison Square Garden. Ashley, Hell to the oh no. Hell goodness. to the no, it's not happening. Ashley, no, Ashley, no, Ashley. no. We're too greedy for that. <laughs> we got too much pride for that. We got too much pride for that. Absolutely not. Okay. No. I'm I'm losing respect for you. No. And let me tell you why I'm losing respect for you. Mm -mm. Okay. Because what you just did, you you did what I've been doing with the Suns in this whole depth thing. Nah. Yes, you did. Nah. You it's know. You know. Mm -mm. You know that the 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 heat. They're the better team. You know they're the better team. Mm -mm. You know that they have the better coach. You just talked about Spolstra. Mm -mm. Oh, my goodness. He gave me my Not first tonight. chance. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's Not running tonight. circles around uh, tips. Not tonight. Like, all of that. Mm -mm. Not yeah, tonight. Yeah, so now you're Not tapping in our into house. what I'm tapping into. Not, no. Uh, you're talking the about the will to win for an entire series. No. I'm talking about this game. You are not coming into the Mecca, into our house, 7th <laughs> Avenue, and coming in and ending our series at Jeez, home. Right. Absolutely not. If we're going to lose, we're going to lose with dignity in Miami. You're not watching us at home. Why can't Absolutely I say the same not. thing with KD and no. Devin Booker? Huh? I'm saying, like, oh, like, oh, not we, tonight. Ooh, but they lost dig yesterday. Deep, dig deep. I'm talking about this series. We, we bet the whole series. We didn't, but we're, we're not talking series. about games. So I just said that they could force. I'm just saying. I just said when we had that conversation, they could they could very much well force yeah, a game seven. what you did is you went with your heart. You went with your gut. I you said that they with... very much well can force a game seven. I Team, just said, right? for me, it's you on. You see what I'm saying, Corey? I said that they <laughs> could force. You see what I'm saying, Corey? <laughs> did you see what she did? I did, I did. I, did. I said for the Suns okay. Nuggets game. All right. They can force a game seven. Okay. I didn't say that they they're and they're at home. It's okay. in their favor. Role players play better at the home. The Heat send the Knicks home. They're tonight. not sending Fact. us home at the Heat Mecca. Not Absolutely not. Uh, they have our the, house. They have not the in depth. front of Patrick Ewing. Not in front of George Starks. Not in front of Tracy Morgan. Not in front of Spike Lee. <laughs> not in front of the Knicks fans. Not in our home. Not in our house. We ain't going out like that. Ain't no quit in New York, baby. We not doing it. All right. If we gonna lose, we losing in the three hundred five. Have some respect for us. Let's so, go Knicks. That Let's is, go Knicks. That is the show, guys. <laughs> we will see y'all tomorrow, and we will have this conversation <laughs> tomorrow. Uh -huh. yes, Please win. Pete's sending the Knickerbockers on a short subway ride home. Pete <laughs> <laughs> and five, baby. Yeah. Five. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, we love y'all. We see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, 
They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.